cops are pretty skeptical From what I've seen, that's what you get They said they're busy with the carnival But agreed to do a wellness check When they said that you're okay They sounded almost entertained They said you had some funny friends And it's always someone's birthday in your building Down through the family It's nice to know There's someone in this world Who's always known me It's nice to know There's someone in this world Who's always known me The fish tank It was always meant To be a temporary home The boundaries They were well defined in control and that year you spent all shot between mania and double down anthony i'm sure you know these things they can be passed down through the family it's nice to know there's someone in this world who's always known me it's nice to know there's someone in you are listening to the drop podcast on the national wiffleball radio Network. I'm Paul Cook, joined today by my brother Tim, and we're going to preview the 2022 Mid-Atlantic Championship Tournament, which takes place this Saturday, September 17th, uh, at Shy Wolf Ballpark in York, Pennsylvania. This is a this is the culmination of the 2022 Mid-Atlantic season, um, our sixth annual uh, Mid-Atlantic Championship. It should be a really good one. Uh, we're really excited about it. So we're kind of walk through that um you know high level um here over the next 25 and 30 minutes but uh you know th- this is always a special tour for us Tim. we've kind of uh, we'll, we'll kind of go through the different iterations it's had but it, you know it's always marked the end of the season it's always been really competitive it's always kind of been the staple i think of um maw yeah i mean after a long season for every team to you know be able to reach the, the championship is you know just is a feat in of itself and then to actually go and win the whole thing you know is a totally different thing so yeah it's definitely the most excited i probably am uh, other than opening day yeah yeah it's hard to beat opening day but yeah otherwise this is this is always it so let's you know to your point about after the long season let's take a step back and just kind of you know look at how we got down to these six teams um so basically the eligibility for um the championship tournament this year uh was kind of similar to how it's been in prior years it's always kind of changed year to year uh just based on you know where we've been as an organization and the number of teams this year we had three tournaments that were outside um through sort of more sort of destination tours i guess we had four uh, uh ocean city also but we designated three of those opening day which is usually a big draw um the tournament in Pittsburgh at Highmark Stadium and our Staten Island tournament in New York as automatic qualifiers. So the three winners of that got an automatic bid to the Mid-Atlantic Championship Tournament. Didn't matter. Juggernauts clean swept those three tournaments. So they got the bid opening day, and then those other two bids were out the window, um, which created two. So originally there's supposed to be two teams, then that the next two highest point getters based on you know the usual point system throughout the year. We're gonna uh we're going to get in since since the juggernauts won all three of those automatic qualifiers it ended up becoming the next four teams on points 
got in and then everyone else that was left that played in at least two tournaments was invited to the wild card tournament, which was a couple of weeks ago, Labor Day weekend. And then the winner of that um, got in. So how it ended up juggernauts, like I said, they finished dropping points. They got all three of those automatic qualifiers. They came in as number one seed. Voodoo did not win an automatic qualifier. Um, played in five of the six tournaments. They finished second. They get the second seed. Both of those teams get buys. Uh, in the first round here, then next up on points were Oral. In this order were Oral, Stompers, and Yaks. They got the next uh, three seeds. And then the winner of the wildcard tournament were the New York Dragons, uh, and they took the sixth seed. Um, and we're, we're going back this year after a couple of years off. We're going back to the series format from 2017 through 2019. We used a uh, um, a series format um, for at least the semifinals and finals, best of three, to kind of make sure that we get the best teams. We're going back to that this year, except it's going to have a quarterfinal. So six plays three, four plays five, and a best of three. The winner of those two games play Voodoo and Juggernauts respectively in a best of three, and then the winner of those play a final. Um, you know, I know you and I are big fans of the best of three. Like, what, what do you think that that – what is it that – you know, what, what, what do you like so much about that to end the season? I think it, you know, it gives you, it, it's a better, it gives you a real idea of, you know, who, who's able to come out on top. Um, you know, like, I, you know, with the jugs and voodoo, they have a possible four game path to the finals. Um, I mean, to the championship, you know, six game max for the uh, three through six teams, they've got, you know, a possibility of a six game path, but that can be, as much as nine. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're, it's not, you know, nine games isn't, you know, isn't ideal, but it's, you know, for these teams with how much pitching they have and just how, you know, good the offense has become, those are all reasonable paths. And it just, it just makes a lot of sense. And, you know, best of series is, you know, how baseball's always been. And that's, you know, we, we feel that way about wiffle ball, you know, in terms of playoff structure. Yeah. It, it just, when you, when you have a highly competitive field and this is a highly competitive field and MAW is a highly competitive or, uh, you know, tournament circuit or league or whatever you want to call it. Um, anyone could be, you know, pretty much any, not anyone could beat anyone, but pretty much anyone could beat anyone, you know, one game. So you don't want it to just come down to, you know, you don't have a single elimination or anything. You know, we've done double elimination in the past and that's never uh, for, for a variety of reasons. 2020 just made sense to get more teams involved and stuff like that. But, you know, the concern is that you're always not going to get that best team. And, you know, I think we kind of see that at these national tournaments a lot where, um, you know, you, you, you can be eliminated on your first loss and things like that. You know, sometimes it is more luck. So I think we really like the series because we've whittled down the field. These are the best teams. And then it's not just you get lucky one time. You got to you, you got to beat this team twice. And then, like you said, the regular season really still plays a factor. Those juggernauts of voodoo, they were the best two teams. They've got the easier path. The others kind of have their work cut out for them, but it's all doable. Um, you know, uh, the nice thing about series, too, like you pointed out, you know, for those teams that start in the quarterfinals, it's still a six to nine game thing. You sweep your first series, you know you've already shaved the game off, you know, like you can control your own destiny. It's not, you got to play nine games and that just is what it is. 
Yeah. And it makes, you know, it, it makes this year, especially since we have a, you know, two weeks between the wild card and the championship, you know, it makes it a little bit, you know, a little bit easier for recovery for the that wild card team. I know last year and in years past, I think even in 2019, I think we did back to back weekends and, you know, it, that's, that's just that that's harder, but um, you know, the bottom line is, you know, all six teams who made it to this Saturday, you know, earn their way and, you know, fully deserve it. Agreed. Yeah. Um, you know, so looking at those quarterfinal teams, so we've got the Dragons, um, and I guess, you know, their pitching options would be Nick, you know, Nick Lee and John Polanco pitched from um, in the wild card. They were the only two. I don't, I don't know who pitched the old line game, but um they were the, you know, they were kind of the only two that pitched. Um, I think, I think they'll probably have Wyatt Zuspin this weekend. So that gives them another arm. And obviously, you know, Boots, you can pitch if he needs to. Um, then you've got the Yaks, who've got two pitchers, Jared Bull and Chris Capioni, the Stoppers, who have three pitchers, basically, Gannon, um, Bryce, and Gino. And then you've got Earl, who, depending on if they have all six guys, they theoretically have five pitchers, um, you know, Connor, Styles, Costa, I don't know, four, four pitchers, and Rob. Um, I don't know if they'll have all six, but just assuming everyone is full strength, unless you know that someone's not going to be, of those four teams, who do you think can, you know, who do you think can weather best pitching-wise if they do have, end up having to play seven, eight, or nine games? Um, You know, <laughs> Any of Earl Stompers Bull is a workhorse and he just um you know he he's he's just a guy who can go out there and you know go back to back to back. Skip's shown that same thing. Stompers have three guys. Earl's got you know a powerhouse in styles, and then has got you know Connor, who's you know done a nice job of uh, rationing his innings this year, you know, really the only reason I don't bring the dragons up is, is mostly just because they just played, you know, a week ago and they've only, they're the only team that has two guys and, you know, probably, you know, we'll have to push them the farthest. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's probably safe to say the dragons have the the hardest hole if uh, hole, uh, H-A-U-L, if, uh, if they have to, you know, if they have to play a lot of games or even if they advance by the first round. But, I, you know, I, I think Earl's also interesting in that discussion because, um, you know, I, I listed four pitchers there, um, you know, but I, I don't know how much they'll, you know, they'll want to use Rob in this sort of situation or if Rob will even be there. And Costa hasn't, you know, Costa pitched three games at the Maryland tournament back in May and looked really good in round Robin, but he hasn't really pitched a ton you know, since then. So like, even though they have four arms, I think you're really sort of talking about like, you know, two and a half to three between those four guys. And, you know, the interesting thing with this Dragons Earl first round matchup is the, you know, Dragons pitch very well. Nick and um, Polanco pitched, you know, pitched well at the wild card tournament. It was really their hitting that got them through. So you sort of look, yeah. you sort of look at that matchup and it's like, well, you know, you, you could try to get a win out of Costa and Rob, or Rob, but, you know, may, you know, and, and that probably makes sense to try to do that first game and adjust from there if you have to, but, you know, but then you may be behind in the hole. And if, you know, if Connor pitches one plus games in that beginning series, 
you almost kind of feel like you have to get a game out of him against Voodoo. You know, I don't, I'm not sure you're going to pitch Styles four straight games, 20 innings. You know, um, so I, I think I think they're a little tenuous too, pitching wise. You know, and like I, you know, I think if Costa and Rob pitch, you tell them, okay, you've, you know, it's, well, I mean, definitely for Rob, he's he's, you know, pretty much a one game, you know, per tournament. This, you know, over these last couple of years, you know, I think you tell Costa too that, you know, hey go leave it out there for this, you know, one game and see what you can do. That's that, that's the only way that that works with them throwing, you know, in the dragon series. But I, yeah, I, I agree. There's a little bit more um, volatility because yeah, you're not, you don't want to roll styles out there, especially, you know, for four games straight. And that's, that's if, you know, you're taking, you know, that that's, that's, you uh winning those four games and not having to play games five and six so yeah no it, it, exactly and uh you know i i just i think that's gonna be probably the most interesting decision of the weekend because i i, I really do feel like unless i'm missing something here unless connor's got something up his sleeve that if they advance by the dragons they're gonna need connor to pick up a win against you know not just pitch a game but pick up a win against voodoo and, you know, when you start to think that through, the best way for that to happen is for him to come into that relatively fresh, you know, so it's, it all kind of pushes back in the dragon. So it'll just be real, real interesting to see how they play that, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, I think, you you know, it's kind of, um, it's probably not surprising it worked out this way, but the two teams that got the buys, the juggernauts and Voodoo, they're on the other end. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, Yaks and Stoppers are kind of, you know, in the middle and Earl in terms of, you know, uh, how they can weather this pitching wise, those two teams, even if they had to play the nine games would probably be in a better position than these other teams, but they only have six maximum, you know, Voodoo's literally, Voodoo literally, if they have all six guys have six guys that can pitch, you know, I, I don't necessarily expect, you know, Kenny Stangle to pitch, but they have six guys that can pitch if they've got all six of them. Um, juggernauts have, you know, three that can pitch, you know, multiple games, multiple big games. And, you know, and you could always use Tim in some situation if you wanted to. Um, is that, especially with a team like Voodoo that really does have all six, could that become a burden of just kind of, you know, maybe having too many options? Uh, I mean, that always can be the case. You got to, you know, you, you know, you can guess matchups and, you know, put things on paper, but until you actually go out there and play, you don't know what's going to happen. I, I think one of the things that's interesting this year too is, you know, all six teams, if there is a blowout in the game, and this is, you know, this was a problem or not a problem, but in the past, especially if you only had one pitcher or, or even if you had just, two pitchers but only one real ace if if a game gets out of hand early you know these guys all have pitchers who can get them through the you know mop-up duty and keep a guy fresh and be able to you know do that so like there's yeah like i i, I don't see that being a problem with voodoo you know they're gonna you know heavily rely on jordan i think you know when push comes to shove but then you know is that you know has improved as you know much as anyone on the mound and you know having lopes who could you know possibly come in for like you know one inning stints and then toast you know having you know the, you know the ability to do that same thing if they don't want him to start 
you know, you, you've got a ton of options and, you know, jugs have the same amount of options. It's yeah, it's, there's, there's just, there's a lot of pitching <laughs> in this tournament. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like you didn't even, you forgot, you didn't even mention Devin there for voodoo and like, you know, oh, yeah, I completely, yeah. I, I forgot about Devin. And that's, that's almost just like the thing I was thinking about just like, just with that. So yeah, like they literally have, you know, and single could pitch, you know, it's just, you're probably not going to need it. They literally have like five options there. And, um, you know, wiffle ball can be, you know, it's, it's easy to sort of get into your head when you're kind of trying to, especially in a, this is also a different tournament, right? Like this isn't, you know, this isn't a normal pool play. Then you go to single elimination, this is a best of three series. So that on its own kind of messes with your head because you kind of have to do a different strategy. And then all of a sudden you're only looking at maybe playing four, you're only looking at playing four to six games and you've got um, four or five pitchers you can use. It's, you know, I do think it's kind of easy to overthink it. Um, so just be, it'll be interesting to see how everyone uses their pitching, especially those teams with a lot of it. Yeah. And I, I think like, you know, I was going to say, when you mentioned, you know, there's no pool play here, you know, these are almost every inning is, you know, high leverage here, but as we've seen over like the last two years in pool play during regular tournaments, you know, you really can't take any of those games off, you know, because, you know, any, you know, we've seen anyone can beat anyone. So I, I also think that these teams are, you know, pretty well tested in, you know, in, in that sort of thing of, Hey, you know, this, every, every pitch counts here. We want to, we, we don't want to use, we don't want anyone to throw too many innings and we want to win this as efficiently as possible. So how do you make that happen? Yeah, no, I, 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 that's a good point. I, I didn't mean to suggest that, like, you know, people have been taking games off during the year. Um, you know, and if anything, if you kind of look at it in a little bit of a different way, this tournament structure actually allow that doesn't allow you to take more games off because like, every game, you know, really, really matters. But you know, you can win. You know, in any um, any other MAW tournament, you can unless something weird happened. Um, you can't win after you've got two losses. This tournament, you this tournament, you can win with three losses, right? Um, yeah, you can lose one. Yeah, um, you know. So like, yeah. So in that regard, that 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 just adds a different wrinkle. It's like you know, um, you know, these guys are yeah are used to your point, Tim, of playing every game, you know, like it's a playoff game because it is. You can only lose one game in a normal MAW tournament. And you're out, and you're playing good teams all the time. So you you, you have to win all the time. You know. Um, you know, here you do have that re- you, here you do sort of have that, um, you know, that bounce back and that always adds a bit, bit of a different, you know, um, dynamic. I, I think we've seen it in different years. You know, the first one that comes to mind is, you know, 2019 with Earl and the long balls. It's, you know, like under a normal, you know, structure, not a best of three structure, long balls would have already won that tournament and Earl would have already been done. But, you know, they got their, re- uh, you know, they had two losses at, um, and they, you know, they got a second chance and they, they made it h- hold up. And when you're on like the long ball side, um, you know, you're, you're kind of riding high. You're like, okay, we've kind of dominated this tournament. And now all of a sudden you're kind of, you know, back square. And like, you, you don't get that in a normal tournament. You don't really get that in these best of three series. No, that's very true. Um, so, uh, in terms of, you know, so the two first round series, let's start there, which, which I, you know, they should both be really good ones, dragons, six seed versus Earl, the third seed, and then the fifth seeded yaks versus the fourth seeded stoppers, uh, which of those two are you most looking forward to if you had to pick one? Uh, well, I mean, uh, out of, 
you know, personal interests. I think yak stompers, but that's not that, you know, doesn't mean that I'm not looking forward to Earl Dragons. You know, yak stompers um, has been a very intense rivalry this year, like you wrote about in the in the um, preview that the drop released today. Um, You know, it's 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 been a good one this year. And, you know, the yaks have come out on top uh, more often than not. It'll be very interesting to see how the Stompers respond to that. Um, and it should just be a good series. I, I think that one definitely goes three games if I, if I had to predict that. Yeah. I have my answer on all that stuff is kind of the same. I, I think that's what I'm looking forward to most. It's been, you know, the acts have won the season series. Like you said, it was four, four games to one, but it's been a lot closer than that seems. Um, I just think those are two really evenly matched teams. Like that's going to be the series, uh, um, you know, to, uh, to, to watch. And, you know, Earl, Earl Dragons is also very interesting um, just, you know, based on, um, yeah, how Earl runs out. It's pitching how, you know, if the, if the Dragons bats stay hot, you know, and, and they're able to put some pressure on Earl early, especially if Earl, well, regardless of what Earl does, whether they start, a robber Acosta or whether they start, you know, Connor, if they start one of those other two, then you're kind of, yeah, panicking, you know, do we need to go to Connor this early? If they start Connor and the dragons come out hot, you know, now you're kind of like, Oh, you know, now you're in a really bad position because you've got to, you know, pitcher out there that you kind of need to pick up some wins. Um, so yeah, they should both be very good for different reasons, but yeah, that yak stoppers one really has me intrigued. Yeah. And I think both series, I think, you know, we're, you're going to see a lot of offense. We are, you know, we still haven't uh, totally decided on what the extra innings are going to be for next weekend. But like, I think, I I think, you know, besides maybe game ones of the series, I don't don't think we're going to see, you know, games need, um, you know, need extra or, or at least need bases loaded. I don't even think extra. I think there, I think offenses are, good enough especially after playing you know six regular season tournaments and you know just seeing the best day in day out you know by the time you get to the championship tournament you're you're ready you know your hitting is there there's you know it's not it's not april or may where you need that tune up so um i think both of those games i think both of those series will have plenty of offense too yeah, I agree. I don't think I don't think offense is going to be hard to come by, even though even though the pitching should be top notch. Because you know, like again, Voodoo could literally get through this tournament using a different pitcher um, every game, and and maybe still have some to spare. Um, speaking of Voodoo, what do you, what do you think the odds are of a Voodoo Juggernauts uh, title game? That's obviously they're the top two seeds. They got the advantage. That's probably the on paper favorite to be the championship game. And you think it's more than fifty percent likely less? And if so, um, who ruins the party? Who's most likely um, to win the party? Well, so yeah, I mean, like you said, on paper, yeah, you know, especially with the buy, you know, you're at a, you know, you, that that's definitely an advantage. You know, this voodoo team is way, way better than the 2021 version. Um, it's not even close, and you know, they've shown it, you know, in the regular season. Um, you know, I honestly, though, I think you've, you know, at least at least until it's done you know, the juggernaut, you get, you gotta, you gotta ride with the juggernauts, you know, until, until someone's able to beat them. And, um, you know, it's, it, I, I think, I, you know, there, there is no, you know, I mean, both of those teams are so good. I, you know, it's a cop out, you know, my answer, but 
you know, at the end of the day, um, especially with how, you know, the jugs have, you know, played this year, I, you know, I, I got to think they're at least, you know, the favorites going in. Yeah. I think a lot of it depends on how those first rounds series play out. If, um, you know, if, for example, Earl is able to get through that, you know, if, if things go, um, you know, perfect for Earl in that first series and they are able to pitch someone other than Connor one game, and let's say Connor even pitches the second game, the second game, but they get, they, you know, let's say they're able to win that two nothing. I'm not, I'm not saying this is, that's, you know, guaranteed, that's not guaranteed by at all. To, uh, I'm just giving an example here. Um, if they were in that sort of scenario, able to get there, um, you know, those two games, then, then you know, I, I think they've got a much better chance of beating, you know, Voodoo and making it to the finals than obviously they do if they go three games in the first series and Connor has to pitch two games, you know. Um, and then same thing on the other side of the bracket. I think if – I agree with you. I think it's very likely that Stompers-Jacks game is going to go three. But, again, not guaranteed. If one team can get hot, one team can get the breaks there and win that in two games – then I think you're looking at a much, you know, much better chance, regardless of which team it is, whether it's the Axe or the Stompers, they've, they'll, they'll have a much better shot of, you know, faring well against, um, you know, the Juggernauts, um, you know, particularly if it's the Stompers, because they've already got three pitch. Or, um, I guess it doesn't really matter for that Juggernaut series, but then like, yeah, if it was like the, a Stompers, you know, if they got through that first series in two, and even if they played the Juggernauts three, you know, they should still have some stuff left in the tank. The Yaks would probably be going down for that finals. But um, I think that's what it's about. I think, you know, I don't think you want to take those early games off because you don't want to add those more games to your pitcher's arms. No, and, and you know, I think in the quarterfinals for both series, I think, you know, I, I think every out is going to be intense from a pitcher's perspective. So, you know, you know, let's say, you know, the Stompers, win the yak series but they use and they use each guy for one game you know in the regular season you know you probably have a little bit more um in your tank and in reserve here you know those wins those those outs those 15 outs you have to get are so hard to get and require so much especially for teams that have seen each other and like you know there's no there's no secrets anymore all of these teams have seen each other there's you know there are no secrets there so it's you know it's going to be hard and so like you know at, at some point it just you know comes down to who can be the most efficient and you know get there um you know, advance with, you know, with the most left in the tank. Yeah, no, efficiency is going to be huge. And, you know, you said, and speaking of efficiency and, and also you saying that there's no secrets. The other thing too is all this is very equal footing. All these teams um, have played in at least five of the six tournaments, I think, or did the Axe miss two? No, no, the Axe played in five out of six. Yeah. They, they just missed Pittsburgh. So, you know, um, and I think three of the teams, I think Voodoo, Earl, and the Yaks played three tournaments, and then Stompers, Dragons, and um, uh, Juggernauts played all six, and then the Dragons also had to play in the wild card tournament. So all these teams are worn down already. You know, not worn down, but all these teams have had this long season. Um, this isn't, you know, again, this isn't a situation where, you know, some team may have the advantage because they've got the fresher arms, the fresher, you know, players. You know, all these guys have played – you know, um, long seasons, all of them have played outside of MAW, you know, too. So like, yeah, it really is just, it, it really comes down to those little advantages, you know, getting it out a little bit quicker, having some one, two, three innings, 
um, not making errors and forcing your pitcher to throw more pitches on the on offense doing doing the opposite to the opposing pitchers making them work you know even if you're not getting anything for it if you lose a game you know if it was the first game of the series three nothing in five innings but you're constantly having guys on base and you make that pitcher that's pitching to the opposing team throw a lot more pitches you, you've gained an advantage now for the second game and possibly for the third game it's when you, you get down to the nitty-gritty here in this kind of championship tournament that's really what it comes down to yeah, who wants to go every inning against Nick Lee, Bucci, and Frankie, Milstead, Potter, Skip, um, Bryce, Sean, Nate, uh, Whiffman, Kenny, Connor, and then um, you know, and then Jordan, Vin, Devin, and then you know, just all you know all the juggernauts like you don't you know you you don't want those are going to be hard hard battles every single inning there's no there's no easy out and you know i think that just makes it all the more exciting yeah and 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 the easier you can make it for yourself then the better it's not going to be easy you probably won't be able to make it easier yourself yeah any little advantage you can get you need because yeah it's 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 going to be it's going to be a tough tour but like uh, it's going to be a real exciting one too. Just, just, just talk, we talked about here in the last few minutes going over like the strategy and stuff re- really, really has me psyched uh, for next week. And I think it's going to be a really, really fun one. Um, and, you know, I think we're all looking forward to it and um, you know, logistically we'll have the plan is, you know, knock on wood, barring any unforeseen circumstances, we'll stream every single game, you know, so I'm two streams going on at the same time, all on YouTube. So you can follow along with the action all day long and yeah this should be really 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 um really really fun really really competitive series and exactly i i i think i think things kind of i think the the series format we came the format we came up with for the postseason this year ended up working really well with the season maw had in terms of the number of teams and in terms of you know how just everything fleshed out you know just partially planned partially just you know good luck too um, but I think it's really come together well. I think it's going to be an awesome culmination to the year. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that the top three teams, you know, are seeded based on, you know, their points, but it's, you know, the amount of tournament victories they have is also the seedings that they take. Um, it's, yeah, it's it, it just, it's really worked out well. And yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a heck of a, heck of a day. It looks, you know, I know we're still six days away, but weather-wise, it looks really good. And yeah, like you said, knock on wood, we should have every single game streamed and um, heck of a heck of a day if you're, you know, watching at home as well. Yeah. And if you're, you know, if you played this year and you're listening to this and your team's not in there and you want to come out, you know, anyone's welcome at uh, um, at Chai Park for this. You know, we'd love to love to have some uh, more spectators out there. But yeah, if not, you can follow along, you know, all day on the streams and uh uh, it should be great. I, I think this has a chance to be, we've had some really, really great championship tournaments. I think this has a chance to best them all. So that's it for uh, me and Tim. We'll see everyone. Uh, did you have something else, Tim? Nope. That's it. Right. <laughs> so that's it for us then. Uh, we'll see everyone this Saturday at the Mid-Atlantic 2022 Mid-Atlantic Championship Tournament. We'll crown the sixth, the sixth ever uh, MAW champion. So we'll see everyone. Then.